welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We started last week talking about flight part, seven wisdom keys to maximizing life. Seven wisdom keys to maximizing life. Can someone tell me the first wisdom key we talked about last Sunday? Come on. Celebrate your uniqueness. Your uniqueness is your critical success advantage. That's the first wisdom key. Your uniqueness is your critical success advantage. And the fact that just because things are visible does not mean it's available for the taking. Just because it's there doesn't mean it is available. Okay? And we, we talked about the fact that um, an airplane flies in a particular part, in a particular direction. So just because the sky is open and clear doesn't mean the plane can just fly anyhow. There is a path you must follow. There is a direction you must go through. I feel an anointing. Come man of God, there's an anointing on you. Stand up, there's an anointing on you. I don't know what it is. Stand up. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call everything now reset. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Now, there is a path that you must follow. That path has to do with the plan of God. And then you need wisdom to follow that path. Glory to God. You need wisdom to follow that path. So just because the airplane moves in an open sky doesn't mean it's just going to go anywhere. There is a path. There is a, a flight path that the flight must go. So you're moving from here to there. It's just logical that I just go straight. But I can decide the flight path may be that I go like this, round this way and that way. But someone looking without understanding can just think that, oh, it's just a straight line. Why can't it just cross like that? No, there is a path. There is a path. If you're driving, you're moving, you're going from one place to another. And then you find out that, look, where I'm going, if I stand here, I can see it. But the drive path says I have to go round this way. Why? Because there is a drive path. I can't just say, oh, there are houses here. But that's where I'm going. Let me just run through the houses and get to where I'm going. No, there is a path. So the same thing in life. There is a path that you must follow. And many a time, this path requires wisdom. Requires wisdom. Someone say wisdom. It requires wisdom. 
it's not every time that you have a problem that it's a money problem. Sometimes it could be a wisdom problem. Alright? Sometimes it could be um, a power problem, a favor problem. Alright? So, uh, someone came to me. Uh, I was, was discussing with me about something and um, uh, wanted my opinion or something. And I said, okay, what you need in this point is uh, the capital you need here is the capital of trust. Okay? You don't need the capital of money. You need the capital of trust. If, some, if you trust someone and someone trusts you, they can give you certain goods and you can go sell, make money and, and return their, their, their um, funds to them and you make some money. But you have started the business. So what you needed at that point was what? Capital. And that capital was what? Trust. Okay? So there are certain things in life as well that some things you need is wisdom. Okay? You, you, you're trying to do something and then... Um, you say, no, no, all I just need is connection. No, what you need may not be connection. It may just be a simple wisdom. And that simple wisdom can be uh, the wisdom of you seeing the person at the gate, the gatekeeper, and then you tell the gatekeeper all the time, how are you doing? How's your family? How's your health? How's everything going? Is everything well with you? Okay, last week you told me about your daughter. How is she doing? How was her exam? And then you say hello, and then you walk away. And then the next week you come again. Hi, how are you doing? You don't just walk into your office. You stop by the gatekeeper. He opens the gate for you. And then you say to him, hello, how are you doing? How's everything going? Hope you're doing well. Last week you told me about your wife's uh, job. How is it going now? And then that's wisdom. What the wisdom is doing for you is that it's preparing a way because sometimes those people, they know things. All right? And then some, someday you just come and the guy says, oh God, come. Wait first. Never go. You are wondering what's happening. He said, wait first. Never go. And then the next thing he sees, he sees, um, 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 he knows that, okay, that day the overall boss is coming. Okay? And then he just wants you to meet the overall boss. Alright, so you have been praying that, you know what, God, let me just get into the elevator with the CEO. And then the guy knows that this is the time the CEO is coming. And then he tells you to wait. Alright, but the wisdom has gone ahead of you. You have spoken to him. You have discussed. And then he's looked like, oh, this guy is a good guy. So he, you wait there. And then the CEO comes in and he says, okay, oh, you can go now. And then he puts you in the same elevator with the CEO. And then at that time, the CEO now asks you the most important question that will just change your career and change your life and take you up the ladder but you were asking for connection but all you just knew was the wisdom on how to interact and be a people person that's why I have a problem with people who say I'm not a people person you don't understand if you're not a people person there's how far you can go if you're not a people person there's how far you can go there's nobody I, can, I cannot relate with I can relate with anybody at any level anybody at any level why? because it is needed for your destiny it's not always the people at the top that help you. No. The guy at the bottom may just be the help. But when you discard them and look at them as low, what can he give me? What can she give me? Really? They're selling things in their hands, in their capacity that they can do that you cannot do. But they can deliver to you. So there is a path that you must follow. And many a times, that part requires wisdom. So last week, we talked about your uniqueness. That it's your critical success advantage. It's one of the things that you should take very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. Today, with the time that we have, I'll attempt to talk about two. I'll attempt to talk about two other wisdom keys. Glory to God. The first thing I needed to realize is that... Um, your flesh is the default state but your spirit is where your life is going your flesh is the default state for anything but your spirit is where your life is going so you start out in the flesh but you end up in the spirit where you are going is the spirit so where you started is the flesh. Most people don't start because they want to start straight away in the spirit. No. You'll fail. You'll be discouraged. It takes a lot of work to move from flesh to spirit. Where you are going is actually spirit. But where you are starting from and where you should start from is flesh. So when you start from the flesh, don't feel bad. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't ask yourself, oh my everybody has gone where am I no 
every one of us we start in the flesh but we end up in the spirit we end up in the spirit that's where we're going alright that's where we're going so we read the scripture Proverbs 14 12 it says you can rationalize it all you want and justify the part of error you have chosen but you will find out in the end that you took the road to destruction King James Version says there's a way that seems right unto a man but the end thereof is destruction the end thereof is destruction Proverbs chapter 4 let's start from there verse 18 Proverbs 4 and 18 Okay, so it says, um, uh, let me read the uh, other translation. It says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So it tells me here in scripture that the righteous, they have a path. The wicked, they have a path. But the path for the righteous is like a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter. So where you start, it's not where you should end. The Lord Jesus and creation expects that you shine brighter and brighter and brighter as a righteous child of God. It says, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what they stumble on. They do not know what they stumble on. So you find out that people do things. What you need to pick from this scripture is that both the righteous and the wicked are doing something. The righteous has a path. The wicked has a way. It means they are both on a journey. So I submit to you that movement does not translate to progress. Movement does not translate to what? Progress. That you are doing, you can be bouncing and still be on one spot. Am I correct? But you are bouncing. You are bouncing but you are still on one spot. You are still on one spot. But you are doing something. You are exerting energy. You are exerting effort, strength, time, everything. And everybody is saying, oh, this guy is bouncing. He's really bouncing. But is he making progress? No. He's on one spot. So movement does not translate to progress. Ecclesiastes 10, 15. It says the labor of the foolish wearies every one of them. Why? Because they do not know how to go into the city. It means there is a way to go into the city. But the foolish is laboring. But he's still not getting into the city. So he's bouncing on one spot. He's exerting strength, exerting energy, but he's still on one spot. So the fact that you are doing something does not mean you are making progress. You can be bouncing on one spot. You can be moving so much, yet no progress at all. So movement does not really translate to progress. Glory to God. It says the labor of the fool wearies them. They do not even know how to go to the city. So their destination is the city. They are exerting effort. They are exerting energy. But they cannot get to the city. So everybody looks at them and they say, Oh, this guy is laboring. This guy is laboring. But is the, is the goal to just labor or to get to the city? The goal is to get to the city. So it means I need to evaluate what I am doing so that I'm not bouncing on one spot. And sadly, that's what our country, Nigeria, is about. We're bouncing on one spot. For the last, we're 60 plus or whatever years old we are right now. I don't know. And then, I mean, Every government I know has been trying to fix lights since I was born. Is it that difficult? The truth is that we know what to do, but we don't want to do it. So we appear to be working knowing that the work will be fruitile. 
have you seen the guys who, who clear the, the, the gutters and, and the way? They clear the thing, put it by the road, the rain comes, wash it back inside. They know. So it's bouncing on one spot. So they come with their trucks and everybody appeared to be walking, knowing that the walk will not end in progress. Yet, still doing it. Still doing it. Knowing it won't end in progress. I was driving past NT Road the other day and I saw the heap of sand by the road. They brought out from the garden. And I was like, what is this? They left it there. It's raining season. The rains will come and wash everything back inside. Then they will allocate money, budget, to get people to do it again. Knowing that, I mean, it's just futile effort. So that's what we are in the country. Bouncing on one spot. Bouncing. All our leaders, did we import them? Did we import them from America? No. My, one of my mentors says, it's like taking a basket full of rotten eggs. You know that the basket is full of rotten eggs. And every four years, you still take one of the rotten egg and try to fry it. You already know that the basket is full of rotten eggs. Till Jesus comes, you will keep taking from the rotten eggs. So you are, you are move, doing movement, but there is no progress. Change the entire basket of eggs so that anytime you take from anyone, it will be fresh. So, but you keep moving around, conduct elections with billions, knowing, knowing that the elections will not work. They don't work. So, movement does not translate to progress. Our goal is progress. Our goal is progress. Our goal is progress. So, the first, the second wisdom key nothing just happens. Be deliberate about your destination. Nothing just happens. Tell your neighbor, nothing just happens. Be deliberate about your destination. So nobody truly sits on the fence. When you say, ah, in this matter, I know they taught us in English. In this matter, I choose to sit on the fence. <laughs> Uncle, when you sit on the fence, you've taken a position already. So nobody truly sits on the fence. It's either you are with us or you are against us. In this matter, you know, I, I hear that these days when you fill forms, especially you, those people that want to travel and all that when you get abroad, say gender. Male, female, I rather not say. Kai, how, how did we get here? Chai, say I rather not say. Okay, you are either a man or you are a woman. There's no story about it. No matter how you feel, no matter how your feelings, your feelings are lying to you. Say I rather not say. Ha. As I'm looking at you, like you're a man. What can you not say? But that's the society we're in. I'd rather not say. I learned that in, in some places abroad, right now, they have removed, when you get to the restroom, they've removed either male or female. So you can be there as a lady and a guy just enters and you dare not complain. Because at that moment, he's feeling like a lady. I'd rather not say. <laughs> So nobody truly sits on the fence. To do nothing means something is already being done. To do nothing means something is already being done. I say, Pastor, um, um, I have an issue I want to discuss with you. Okay, what's up? Um, after you've discussed, I say, so what are you doing about it? I said, nothing. Honestly, you are doing something. By doing nothing, you are doing something. I've given this analogy many times here before. That if you put two people in a room and you tell this guy a separate room, side by side, and say, You, you know what I want you to do? Take um, um, 
this is the Bible. These are a couple of messages and, and all that. I want you to be praying, studying, and all that for 21 days. And you put this one in this room. I say, you know what? Don't do anything. Just be eating, lounging, DSTV, PS5. Just lounge. Don't do nothing. Take them out after 21 days and measure their life with lifeometer. You know what lifeometer is? Use it to measure their life. One would have made more progress. The other one would have reduced. So when you stay and say that I'm doing nothing about something, you are actually doing something. Either you're going up or you're coming down. So if you stay and say, Pastor, you know what? I've not really been praying for the last four months or five months. If we check your life with lifeometer, you have gone down. Say, okay, I've not really been studying the way I used to study, but I'm okay. I'm just where I am. Nobody is ever, science even tells you. If you put an apple here and leave the apple and say, this apple, as long as nobody will eat you, you will just be here. And I will come back after six months and meet you where you are. Will you meet the apple like that? What will happen to the apple? It will decay. But if you take the same apple, put it storage, maybe in a refrigerator or something, have the temperature to be right, not too hot, not too cold, it just regulates that temperature, that apple will still be fresh. So, in one part, someone thinks that I did nothing, but I didn't do anything to the apple now. What happened to the apple? That's the same thing that happens to our lives. We say, but I didn't do anything now. I was just there on my own. I didn't even, me, I don't, I don't disturb anybody. I just stay in my house. I don't pray. I don't fast. I don't go to church. Nobody should just stay disturb me. I just stay on my own like that. JJJ. I will not have any problem. You are joking. So, you leave the apple there. And then after six months, you are now complaining. How come this apple has, has, has uh, deteriorated like this? I, but I sat on the fence in this matter. That fence you sat on, that's where the problem is. So nobody just, nothing just happens. You have to be deliberate. So there is a navigation system, but you must key in your destination. That's being deliberate. So you get into the car. You see the GPS there. You have to key in your destination. You have to tell life where you are going. Otherwise, it will take you on a ride. And anywhere it drops you, it drops you. And you can't complain. He said, but I didn't tell him where I was going. No, life itself is going somewhere. So as long as you are inside, you are going there. But the people that dictate and tell life where they are going, those people are the ones that get to a destination they determine. So you have to be deliberate. So the fact that you have the GPS does not mean you will arrive at your destination. You must tell it where you are going. You must tell it where you are going. You order a boat and then you get inside and the guy says, Madam, where are we going? Say, just go. <laughs> Especially in Portacot. Ah, just go. Ah, Madam, I should just go. <laughs> okay. He will determine for you where you should go. But the moment you say, ah, I'm going to government house, he keys it in the GPS. It is determined you are going to where government house. That is being deliberate about your life. Nothing just happens. I'm going to government house. So the moment you start heading to government house, if you find a detour, my friend, ah, why are you going through? Uh, why are you going through Dumala? Why don't you go through? You begin to ask questions, right? Will you just say, eh, okay, just they go? No. You ask questions. So when certain things are not happening in your life, you ask questions. The reason people don't ask questions is because they are going nowhere. Deliberately. 
If you are going somewhere deliberately, you will ask questions. You are in a relationship, you will ask questions. My friend, I thought you said, I thought we are supposed, you ask questions. Why? Because you are going somewhere. Nobody can just enter your life and just begin to navigate you anyhow. No, you're going somewhere. Uncle, I thought, what's going on here? Because you are going somewhere. But if you're not going anywhere, anywhere the guy says, you know what they call it growing up? They say, anywhere be left is. Now there be road. <laughs> not be anywhere be left is now, Lord. <laughs> no. You have to go deliberately. So you key in the GPS, uh, your destination in the GPS, and you tell the GPS, I'm going to government house. And you get on the road to government house. Anything that happens along the way, you have a right to tell the driver, my friend, stop. Reverse. Make a U-turn. That's how you control your life. Something happens. It's going wrong. Say, oh, maybe it's my fate. It is not your fate. My friend, stop. Reverse. Make a U-turn. You begin to dictate to your life the path it should go. You see certain things are not going the way you want it. Say, oh, what can we do? We can do something. We can order it. We can direct it. We can control it. And then the GPS of life has something you call rerouting. It's allowed. It gets on the wrong road. You call it back to other. Say no. Your health gets on the wrong road. You call it back to other. It begins to reroute. Many of us think that life cannot take a U-turn. It can. It can. You find yourself under certain situations and you think that, oh, that's the way we were born. That's the way things happen to us. No. With your mouth, you can order things around and turn things around and tell life to begin to go in this direction. Irrespective of whether or not you are qualified for it. But your understanding of scripture and understanding of the power of God and the life of God inside of you will cause you to turn things around. So you are deliberate about your life. Scripture says somewhere, it says, you are your own prophet. You are your own prophet. Someone say, nothing just happens. I am deliberate about my destination. I want to tell you four things quickly about how to be deliberate about your destination. Number one, be deliberate about being deliberate. Be deliberate about being deliberate. Pastor, what do you mean? What I mean is this. The flesh is where we all start from, but the spirit is where we're going. So because we started from the flesh doesn't mean we should end in the flesh. No, we have to be disciplined enough and deliberate enough to take a deliberate decision. Do you know that it takes discipline and being deliberate to actually be deliberate about things? It takes that. Look at Luke chapter 15. Luke 15 and verse 17. It says, but when he came to himself, Something was wrong. He took a wrong step. He got on a flight that headed him in a wrong direction. So the fact that he got on the wrong direction doesn't mean he should stay there. Will you ever get inside the gutter? And because you find yourself in the gutter, you say, well, we're already here. Some people do that with their life. Say, well, it has happened to us. What can we do? We're already here. Let's just be drinking gutter water. No, you can't do that. A misfortune happened. Something happened along your life in a particular way. You were not expecting it. It brought you down. You say, well, we're already here. What can we do? No, you can't do something. Tell somebody I can do something. I can turn it around. I can change it for the better. I can do something. So he got, he took his, in. you see, the thing, the, the beautiful thing I, I learned about this guy is that Look, the guy took his, his portion of the wealth and he began to listen to foul song and squandered the name. If you don't know that song, don't worry. Just pretend. I 
dance choir. Hallelujah. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't know the song, just hallelujah to you. And squandered. Someone says squander. Squander. He squandered the thing. And then the Bible says he came to himself. He realized that this one had messed up. After he had deliberately he took the road headed there. Finished the money. Then now realize that, ha, I made a mistake. Many people don't come to themselves. They just stay there. Ah. My brother, how you doing? Man, now here we find ourselves. No. That life pushed you there doesn't mean you should stay there. No. It doesn't mean you should stay there. You come to yourself. That's being deliberate. Being deliberately deliberate. Forget my grammar. Just understand it. So when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And me, I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son make me one of your hired servants. The thing about being deliberate is that planning to take action is not action. Have you seen people who are planning to travel? That's their goal. Ah, boy, half hour. Ah, man, and they plan to travel. Hi, ah, God go help you. That was in 2018. 2020. Hey, my guy, I don't think we'll see you. What's up? You know when guys greet now? How do guys greet? Hey, bad guy, bad dog. Ah, ah, this guy, wicked guy. They insult themselves for their greeting. It's, they insult CD. I see him big head. How you day? Ah, ah, you day. How are your babe now? Also, ah, ah, see this guy, bad guy. You never give that girl a bad guy. That's how the guys talk. That's how you just talk. No, I'm talking of other guys, not church guys. That's how they gist and talk. That's how they gist and talk. See how far now waiting for your plan? See, man, they plan to travel. Eh, eh, eh. But that's what you are planning to do in 2018. This is 2020. Is planning to travel a goal? So planning to take action is not action. So you have to be deliberately deliberate. See, I'm planning to take action. I'm planning. See, he's like, how far now? Man, that babe, how far now? You don't talk to a man. I see the plan. No. I'll still ask out. I'll see you. They will ask out before you. Just be there deceiving yourself. But I go and say your intentions. Tell her what you want. You think she does not know? She knows. Girls, am I talking? Uh -huh, thank you. She knows what you want. But you are there saying, ah, no, no, no. I'm just taking my time. Story. You like her? Ask her, babe, how far? I love you, talk your own. Don't use that line. If you want some other lines, you can ask me later. I'll give you some pointers. So planning to take action is not taking action. That I'm planning, I will take action. I'm planning to travel. No! Okay, guy, have you gone to get your passport? Man, them say the thing costs. You have not even asked! Them say the thing costs. Who is it them? Is the person working in immigration office? It's like that man. Say, guy, how far? You never enter. Enter down the passes. They say, nobody throw me that water. Now here we do. Now here we do. No. Now here we do. Now here we do. But what happened with the enter? You just did there. I mean, I don't understand. You just did there. What happened with the enter? You are planning to take action. It's not action. Take the action. Jump, enter. Then we will know how far. If you succeed, come tell us. If you don't succeed, tell us. Glory to God. Tell someone, be deliberate. Be deliberately deliberate. That's number one. Number two, do not live in denial. Don't live in denial. Don't live in denial. There's a famous uh, Greek philosopher, Socrates, he said, to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. To know thyself is the beginning.
live in denial. Look at what the, the, the guy said. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And me, I perish with hunger. What he did, he separated the facts from the reality. The truth, the reality is that his father is wealthy. But as matter day so, guy at the hish. That's the fact right now. The reality is that God has blessed you with spiritual blessings in the heavenly places and that in Christ Jesus you are wealthy. But the fact is that guy, nothing, nothing. So I'm not living in denial, but I understand who I am in the spirit. But I'm not living in denial. Alright, so when I understand that and I come to myself, it's easy for me to relate. It's easy for me to find my way back. It's easy for me to reroute. So the Bible says that the guy came to himself and said, look, my father had hired servants. They eat better. They enjoy better things and all that. So now that I've come to myself, I'm not going to live in denial. I need to take action. I've separated the facts from the reality. I've differentiated it. So this road I'm taking, it will lead me to a destination. But is it the destination? So I'm taking a particular road. I know it will lead me somewhere. Any road you take leads you somewhere. Do you know that? But is it where you are going? That's the question. If you get on this road now and start going, you will get somewhere, I can guarantee you. Without word of knowledge. I can tell you, you will get somewhere. But the point is, is it where you are going? If you get into a relationship today, you will get somewhere. But is it the relationship you want? You understand? You get a job today. It will get you somewhere. They will pay you salary. But is it the job you want? You will get on a plane. You are heading somewhere. It will take you somewhere. But is it the destination you are going? Is it where you are going? So you don't live in denial. They, after all, all plane na plane. Make we just enter. Ha. All road na road. Make we just they go. Ha. And they say all die na die. No, all die no be die. <laughs> so we're not just going. We have a destination. We have somewhere we're going. We have something we're looking at. Glory to God. So the road I'm taking. Will it lead me to a destination or it will lead me to the destination? So I, I'm not living in denial. Say after all, eh, we're just walking. They say we should just walk. After all, money is coming in. It's okay at a level. But is it the money that you want? Is it the kind of life that you want? Say after all, we're alive. We cannot complain. But is it the life that you really want? Or are you just contented with the fact that you are living? No. Jesus didn't train us like that. He said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly so that you enjoy it to the full. You maximize it. You stretch it. He said, I've not just come so that you can exist. No. I've come so that you can maximize your existence. I didn't just come so that you'll be on ground. No, I came so that you'll be present. When they are calling people, you'll raise your hand. That's why I came. So that you maximize life. So I'm not going to live in denial. I separate the facts from reality. And I tell life, this is the destination I'm going. And the number three, be deliberate and specific about what you want. Be specific about what you want. I can't just take anything. If you're on a diet, would you just eat anything? Say, I'm dieting. I'm dieting, you know, just give me three chicken. Fuck my mom. You know, say, ah, I'm dieting, I'm dieting, I'm dieting. I am, I am, madam. Lunch is ready. Okay, give me seven fufu. 
seven years. I'm dieting. I'm watching my weight. They just give me seven for only. They give me two five alive. But you're dieting. No. That person is not on a journey to somewhere productive. The person is moving but not making progress. So if you are deliberate about what you want, you have to be specific. Please, what would you like for breakfast? Please just give me salad. You are crying, oh, but just give me salad. Mama, this chicken is freshly grilled. Okay, but just give me salad. It's painful, but you are paying the price because you are on a journey. So what you want has to be specific. You have to spell it out. It has to, what did the guy say? He said, I will arise and go to my father. Read it. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. He has rehearsed his speech. The specific thing he wants. The specific experience he wants. Though I have erred, I've made a mistake. But I'm making a U-turn. I'm turning things around. But I am specific about my destination. I'm specific about what I want from life. I am deliberate about it. I'm deliberate about it. It's just like the fool. I mean, it wearies every one of them. But they don't know how to go to the city. They've not asked questions. They've not asked for directions. They are not specific about what they want. And yet, yet, they want life to deliver to them something good. No. Life will deliver to you what it feels like delivering to you when it feels like delivering to you. It's your choice and your job and your responsibility to tell life what to deliver. To key in the, the coordinates in the GPS and tell you, take me to so and so place. You key it in. So nothing just happens. You have to make it happen deliberately. Even God, God is deliberate about what he creates. He's very deliberate. Look at what happened in the potter's house in Jeremiah chapter 18. From verse 3, it says, Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. So just because it turned out that way does not mean I should leave it that way. I'm trying to make something. It got mad in my hand. Say, well, maybe that's how God wants it. Ah, really? If you knew the destination from the beginning, you will know that that's not how he wants it. So most people that submit themselves to faith and say maybe that's how God wants it, they did not take the time at the beginning to find out how God wants it. Because if you knew how he wants it and then something goes wrong, you will demand that it goes right. Because you knew how he wants it. How he wanted it. But because you didn't take your time to find out, God, where are we going this journey? How is this thing going to turn out? Where is your destination? Where are we going in this thing? When things just go like you say, maybe that's how God wants it. And then next week, it goes like you say, maybe that's how God wants it. Satan just talks with people's life like that. Today he comes, slaps you with one headache. And say, ah, this is my headache. That's how it comes every 23rd of the month. Then from headache, you start getting feverish every 24th. From getting feverish every 24th, you start losing one side of your face like this every 25th. Say, maybe that's how God wants it. How? Did you take your time to find out how he wants it? Because when you don't know how he wants it, and anything just comes your way, you just accept it. As faith. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. We're specific about what we want to do. 
So just because I found myself in that direction does not mean I should keep at it. No. I can change it. I can turn things around. I can make a U-turn. I can determine where I'm going. And number four, you walk the walk. Tell someone, walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. Walk the walk. So you head in the right road. You make the U-turn. You begin. You start. I can just imagine the prodigal son, the journey back home. Do you know he would have been so, he would have asked himself several times, do I really want to make this journey? You think he just said, and now I'll realize and go back to my father's house and this and that. And then he just stayed and started going back. No, he probably got halfway. And I said, you know what? Let me go and try again. He got somewhere and sat down and said, you know what? Can I really make this journey? Will my father accept me? Many things will come to his mind. No, but he walked the walk. He has said it, he had thought about it, but he walked the walk. He didn't just leave it at the talk. He went about it. Through the discouragement, through everything that came. But he kept going till he got to his destination. Till he got to his destination. I just want briefly through the third wisdom key. Your destination determines your crew. Where you are going determines the people that are coming with you. John 6 and verse 2 to 3. The Bible talked about a crowd, a multitude of people that follow Jesus. So a crowd does not mean you have a crew. Listen to me. That you have a crowd does not mean you have a crew. They are two different things. Why did they follow Jesus? Look at what scripture says. John 6 and, two, and verse 2. It says, Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. Verse 3. And Jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat with who? The crowd. He sat with his disciples. He sat with his disciples. At different stages in your life, you will have different people that will go with you. But not everybody is supposed to go the nine yards with you. Then make, don't make the mistake to think that the person that started with you just because two months down the line is not going with you, you now cut the person off. No, you don't. You're not a lone ranger. He now say, in this journey, I'm all alone now. And then you now bow your head like this and be singing, Dorime, Dorime. I mean if you don't know what that means hallelujah to you, God bless you that becomes your song and if you're like I don't understand the meaning you add your own that becomes your song no Your destination determines your crew. You need people all the way. They have the role they play in your life season by season. That's why I tell people all the time, you get into a place, you are leaving the place, don't shut the door behind you. No. It doesn't matter what they've done to you. Never slam the door behind you. No. That door may be your exit. It may be the exit in a life and death situation. But if you slam the door, some people don't just slam the door. They slam it. They break the handle, remove the key, throw it. Away. I mean, I don't understand that even, even the person inside cannot come. No, you don't do that. Imagine if Jesus had said, all this crowd, what's wrong with all of you? What's wrong with all of you? I won't go away. I just need my disciples. No, no. There will be the same crowd that will come out in Jerusalem 
and spread palm fronts and welcome him, the king. So the fact that, hey, you have a crowd, you have a crowd, know that you have a crowd and you also have a crew. Know the role each person plays in your life. Know the role. When we started church, we were just about four, I was telling you, four or five here. Everybody that started with us is still with us today. I mean, that, that, that crew that we started with. Some people have traveled out of the state, out of the country. Some people have excused themselves. Then we had a crowd of people who came. But in the midst of the crowd, I still know my crew. I still know my crew. I still know my crew. So I will not be deceived that, hey, I have a crowd. No. When I want to go up the mountain, I know who I call. There are certain things I discuss in church. I don't discuss in the general uh, church service like this. I call for a management meeting and I begin to talk. And in the certain things, even in management meeting, I don't even discuss with everybody. I call Kola. I say, Kola, sit down. This matter is between me and you. I know my crew. Sometimes I call Pastor, Pastor, this matter is between me and you. Sometimes I call him. I, call, I, have, I have what I discuss with each of you depending on the destination we are going. But I cannot just throw everybody out. No, no, all of you don't matter. No. No. So my destination determines the people I carry along with me. And there are certain times as well that it's just me. And then I'm on my own. Just me and the Holy Spirit. And we're just going. Say, Holy Spirit, you see, they've all left us. It's just me and you now. There are some things that we probably want to do in church. And then when I call my mentor, I say, How do we solve this issue? They say, Pastor, you're your own in this one. And then I just say to myself, well, okay, Holy Spirit, it's me and you. If everybody forsake me, you will not forsake me. So I hold his hand and we start going, do you remember? Lati, we've been together. Lati, tete, you cannot leave me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> your destination determines your crew. So don't go with the crowd. They may not feel like going with you on this journey. Does not mean they can't hook you up somewhere along the road. And at that point, they now become your rock. They may not have started with you or gone through thick and thin with you. But somewhere along the road, they can be the rock you need to build the foundation that you want. So you don't discard them. Everybody that comes into your life have a role they play. The role you wanted them to play, they may not have played it, but there is a reason they are in your life. Maybe at that moment, they, they are not able to play that role. That doesn't mean that you strike them off. This one, I've kept you inside my dummy. No. No. I tell people all the time that look, you have Stand to your feet, church, as we close. I said, there are people that come into your life and these people are, are in different categories. There's somebody in your life that is a 100,000 naira capacity person. Okay? So now, just because the person is in your life and you look at the person, there, there are certain people, if I, need, if I need a million naira, I know who to call. Right? There are certain people, if I need 50 million, I know who to call. So if I need a million naira, for example, you're my friend and you are in the capacity of 50 million. If I need a million naira, because you're my friend, does not mean I will call you because you have capacity of 50 million. No, I will leave you for 50 million naira problem. I get what I'm saying. So, but he's another of my friends. somebody. Road safety stop him on the road. His papers are not complete. Because he knows the IG, he's calling IG. 
you are misusing the relationship. IG does not solve road. Uh, no, that's not the purpose of IG in your life. The purpose of IG in your life, when it comes, it will come. Federal cases. Somebody sends somebody from federal to come and arrest you. That's when you call the IG. See somebody. Hey, you hit my car. You see the scratch. You don't reach anything. Hey, I will call the IG. I mean, come on. For what? No. People are in your life for different reasons. So when you know why they are in your life, you maximize it. Glory to God. Never be alone. Never be alone. So we've talked about two wisdom keys today. Can someone remind me the first one? Nothing just happens. Be deliberate about your destination. And then number two, your destination determines your crew. Glory to God. Next Sunday and the upper Sundays, we'll talk about the other wisdom keys. Lift your hands to heaven and just bless them. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. For a few minutes, just tell him, say, Lord, I make the right decisions by your spirit. I have clarity by your spirit. No matter the route I have taken, your spirit is guiding me and directing me to the right road. To the right road. To the right road. I'm on a flight path that leads me to the destination that you want for me. The destination you want for me. The destination you want for me. The Bible said of Jesus, it said, who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. When you know where you are going, certain things will not be a problem to you. So he knew where he was going. He despised the shame. He endured the cross because he had a destination. He knew it from the beginning. He knew it. Say, Lord, if there's any part of my life I'm heading down the wrong road, by your wisdom, redirect me. By your wisdom, redirect me, Father. Any part of my life that I'm heading down the wrong road, by your wisdom, redirect me. Redirect me, Father. Lord, I pray for your people today. That the, this second half of the year, by your wisdom, it will be the best half of the year. No matter the direction or the route that we have taken, if it's heading down the wrong road, you will direct us by your spirit. And the Lord at the end of the day, we will live a maximized life like you intended to give us life to the full. That's your plan. So Lord, I pray that whatever needs to happen for anyone under the sound of my voice to maximize that life to the full whatever needs to happen by your wisdom by your power by your favor you will cause us to get on that right road so that we can live life to the full I ask in the name of Jesus the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.